This day in sports history. It's February 28th, and on this day in 1986, 11 Major League Baseball players were suspended for the season for their involvement with cocaine. It was the 1980s, and both cocaine and baseball were king. Coke permeated society, and now it had made its way into baseball and had been there for several years. Well, this all started in Pittsburgh, and the whole scandal would come to be known as the Pittsburgh Drug Trials. Curtis Strong was a caterer for the Pirates, who had connections with some dealers. Players befriended Strong, who was able to arrange the purchase of cocaine. Dale Schiffman was a freelance camera guy who did work with the Pirates, and he also helped supply players with coke through his high school friend, who also happens to be the Pittsburgh Pirates mascot, the Parrot. Inside the costume was a man appropriately named Kevin Coke, spelled K-O-C-H, who also supplied coke, C-O-K-E, to the players and even used himself. The investigation got started in 85, with the FBI pressuring Coke to wear a wire to collect evidence from Schiffman. Later in 85, Schiffman pled guilty to 20 counts of selling cocaine. He was sentenced to 12 years and he served two. The investigation into Strong resulted in his trial becoming more public. Strong was defended by Philadelphia attorney Adam Renfro, who decided that Strong was not the problem, baseball was the problem, and he, in essence, decided to put baseball on trial, exposing the drug problem that Major League Baseball had. Several players were called to testify, who were given immunity from prosecution to discuss baseball's problem and how prolific cocaine had become. New York Mets first baseman Keith Hernandez testified that he believed as much as 40% of players in the majors used cocaine. Strong was charged with 16 counts of distributing, found guilty on 11, and was sentenced to 12 years. What came out of the trial resulted in 11 players being suspended from baseball for the season by Commissioner Peter Uberoth. The 11 were some of the biggest names in the game at the time. Along with Hernandez, the commissioner also suspended New York Yankee Dale Barra, the son of Yogi, who had played with the Pirates in the 70s and 80s, Cincinnati's Dave Parker, who also played in Pittsburgh for several years, Oakland's Joaquin Andujar and Kansas City's Lonnie Smith were a few of the big names. There were 14 others who received lesser sanctions. These were the stiffest sanctions handed down since the Black Sox scandal of 1919. The suspensions were conditional, though, and all the suspended players played at some point that season. Andujar, Barra, Hernandez, Parker, Smith, along with Enos Cabell and Jeff Leonard, were reinstated after donating 10% of their base salaries to drug prevention programs and committing to spending 100 hours of community service with drug-related programs for the next two years. They were also told to submit to random drug testing that season. Others were reinstated after giving 5% of their salary and 50 hours of community service. The Players' Union blocked random in-season drug testing, however, something that would not be allowed by the Players' Union until 2012. The reason for the leniency was that none of the players had failed a drug test, and in interviews with Uberoth, the players told the commissioner that their drug use was a thing of the past. After the 86 season, Uberoth made the bold statement that baseball was now drug-free. However, Lonnie Smith disputed that claim, saying he had not been drug-tested once since his reinstatement and said that drugs, specifically cocaine, was still prevalent in the game in 87. 
What followed on the heels of the cocaine scandal, however, was the rise of steroids, which made its way into baseball clubhouses in the 90s and proliferated into the 2000s. It is more than interesting to wonder what would have happened if a more restrictive drug policy and mandatory drug testing had been implemented after what came out during the Pittsburgh drug trials. Also on this day, in 1990, the Edmonton Oilers and Los Angeles Kings combined for the most penalties in an NHL game. The Oilers chalked up 26 minors at two minutes apiece, seven majors at five minutes, six 10-minute misconducts, four game misconducts, and a match penalty. The Kings also received 26 minors, nine majors, three 10-minute misconducts, and three game misconducts for a combined total of 85 penalties. There were a lot of fights in this one, as you can imagine. Marty McSorley was involved in three of them. He was later one of the players booted from the game, along with Steve Smith and Jeff Bukaboom. Despite the number of penalties, the game only had 356 penalty minutes. And I say only because at the time, it fell short of the NHL record for penalty minutes of 380, set in 1979. And today, it's only fifth on the list with the current record of 419 penalty minutes set in 2004. And in 1999, Serena Williams won her first WTA singles title. She beat Amelie Moresmo in a third set tiebreak in the Open Gaz de France. Serena was an unseeded player coming into that tournament. She would win her first major at the US Open later that year. That's all for today. I'll have more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History. This has been an original Thrive Suite production.